When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And uh, before I get to my next point, I want to remind everyone to go download, right, and subscribe to the podcast. 415ers, anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Play, wherever you go, please rate and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you, as always. That That was, to me... A very interesting uh, shift, especially in that second half, partially because of you know how how good and dominant the Fortnite's looked, as you mentioned with the numbers, but also because of how good the Rams looked in the first half. Like this was the first game I think you could point to in a while, and unfortunately there haven't been too many of them under Kyle Shanahan, but where there is a clear difference between the team that shows up in the first half and the team that comes out of the locker room in the second half. Now, a couple of things that I jotted down, Mark, that I was maybe curious if the Fortnite's could correct. Obviously, this is a one-game sample. We're not exactly sure if it will continue to roll throughout the season. Hopefully, they do after the bye. Last year, the, the San Francisco Fortnite's in the red zone were number one in the NFL, but converting about 66% of red zone attempts into touchdowns. Entering today, they were at 52%, a large, large drop-up. Today in the red zone, they were three of four in turning them into touchdowns two times in the second half. The 49ers entering today, this season, had been outscored in the third quarter, 49 to 13. They had been dominated in second halves, but specifically in that third quarter, they shut out the Rams. And in the second half overall, they put up, of course, 21 points, part of the game's final 24. Sean McVay, after halves with leads. I know you tweeted this out. We talked about it during the game. He was 50-1 and one entering the game with a lead at the half. I know it's only a field goal, but in order to earn such a, a dominant record, you got to be good with any sort of lead, nonetheless a small one. The Niners, for the second time, again, 50-1, and one, the only other time that a team had beaten them with a down, down at the half was the Niners in last year's regular season finale. The 49ers did it again today on October 30th. 2022 for the second time in Sean McVay's career, he loses after leading at the half. And that's why it's such a, just a, 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 such a stark contrast between first and second halves today. That, and that usually does not happen for the 49ers. That is also what stood out to me. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. The defense was, was incredible. I mean, you, you obviously aren't going to overcome that first half deficit and with those numbers for Sean McVay, like you're mentioning without, you know, complimentary football, the offense playing well, and then, of course, the defense as well, and the offense, we, we've talked about it, the Christian McCaffrey catch, uh, and then the Christian McCaffrey run, and then the George Kittle touchdown catch on, a, on another nice throw 
from Jimmy Garoppolo. I know we'll spend some time on him in a bit. I think maybe his best game of the year. Um, the Niners also, I think, were aided by the Rams' mistakes. I mean, there was what I think it was after the Christian McCaffrey score made it a 10 point lead. The next drive for the Rams, they had a third and five. Allen Robinson, who was maybe had his best game as a Ram, five catches for 54 yards, uh, caught a nice pass on third and five, got the first down, immediately got up and barked something at Talanoa Hufanga, got right in his face. It was a taunting penalty. They still get the first down, but it pushes them back 15 yards. You're down by 10 in the fourth quarter, and you get called for a taunting penalty. That is just absolutely inexcusable. You can't have that. Uh, soon thereafter, it was a third and two. Tyler Higby on a shallow cross, kind of somewhat of a pick play. He drops what might have been a walk-in touchdown. I mean, there was no one on that side of the field. He had Cooper Cup ahead of him to maybe block the safety. I think it was Hufanga on that side of the field. There was a very good chance that Higby scores a touchdown, if not gains 30, 40, 50 yards before, is, before being pushed out of bounds by whoever it is back there for the 49ers. The Niners were obviously fantastic in the second half of this game, and they deserve to win based on their performance alone. But you could kind of see the Rams shoot themselves in the foot. The penalties, the drop by Higby. I mean, we've talked about the Rams a lot on the pod, Evan, even you know weeks the Niners aren't playing them. This is a Rams team that is really, really struggling, especially on offense. They don't seem to have it, whatever it is. I mean, this was off of a bye, and they come out with this performance in the second half. Pretty disgusting if you're a Rams supporter, if you're a Rams fan, if you're on that Rams team. You come out after a bye and and come out with that performance, make those kinds of mental mistakes. Pretty bad for the Rams all the way around. They were decent in that first half. Again, they had that 14-10 to 10 lead at the break. But to come out with that second-half performance, terrible, terrible for the Rams. Three and four, they've already had their bye. They're getting a little bit healthier as the season goes along, but does not look good for the Rams, and, and they did not do anything positive in that second half. No, I thought they did a pretty good job of protecting Stafford in that first half, and that's probably why you see two touchdown drives finishing the half for the Rams. He throws for 150 yards in the first half, the majority of his buck 87 um, but then once the 49ers got that lead back and, and also look, the second half didn't necessarily start off on the right foot for the 49ers too. I know it wasn't, you know, calamitous like it was in previous games this year, but I mean, look, San Francisco has to burn a timeout two plays into the second half, yeah. starting with the ball. And you're like, like, what are, what are we doing? Uh, you know, they, they don't turn any, turn that drive into any points and you might be saying, wow, okay, just gave the ball back to the Rams second half. Here we go again. And that's also interestingly enough, when I think things began to get a little chippy, I mean, Jalen Ramsey was um, barking at, at some of the Niners players as he usually does. And, and apparently as he usually does with Robbie gold, uh, interestingly enough, I thought <laughs> it was pretty funny that the kicker for the 49ers is getting uh -huh. in the face of the, <laughs> the Rams secondary member. Um, but you know, you also see, Trent Williams getting into it with uh, Ashawn Robinson on the on the defensive line there, and I I just got to say this before we go any further, Mark. I I don't know who would fill out the roster for the rest of the all you don't want to fight team, but mm. Trent Williams is certainly in top the starting the five. He's he's <laughs> he's in the starting five. You're starting eleven. You're top three. You're top two. Uh, Trent Williams is at the top of my list of guys I do not want to mess with in the NFL. Oh, a guy that big who can move like he can move? Yeah, I'm with you. You can count me out on anything like that. I wanted to go back quickly to something you said 
uh, to start that third quarter. It was that miscommunication. There was a timeout by the Niners. The next play out of the timeout was when Jalen Ramsey nearly intercepted Jimmy Garoppolo and probably should have. And then on that third down play, it was the miscommunication between Brendel, the center, and Spencer Burford, the right guard, where Burford had his head turned looking towards Garoppolo to see when the ball was going to be snapped or to communicate that with Brendel. Uh, but the, the play clock was running out, and Garoppolo snapped the ball. Burford wasn't ready, and Aaron Donald unblocked sacks. Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners, give the ball right back to the Rams. So it, you're right. It did not start great in that third quarter, uh, but the defense stood up, got the ball right back to the 49ers, and that's when Christian McCaffrey took over. So uh, credit the defense for, I think, igniting the Niners' offense. You know, the Niners made a mistake on offense to start that third quarter. The defense stood tall, got them the ball right back, and then it was history after that. So uh, that's a good point. You know, slow start out of the gates in the third quarter, but they quickly rebounded, and then they never looked back. Yeah, and I also thought that once they got the lead, the 49ers, that is, once they uh, went up 17-14 with about two minutes left in that third quarter, Mm -hmm. their defense just looked like it was able to play so much more freely. I mean, in in the first half, we saw them commit some penalties, specifically at the goal line that led to that first touchdown by the Rams. Um, You know, Jimmy Ward, Charvarius Ward were getting tagged for laundry calls on the outside, and... In that second half, once they went up, it was like the defensive linemen got to pin their ears back. The Rams couldn't run the ball at all. I mean, they haven't been able to run the ball all season. That's not necessarily a shock. But when Stafford had to drop back umpteen times in the second half, Nick Bosa got in the backfield. Um, you know, Fred Warner got in the backfield. There were there were guys just flying seemingly from every which way. And and that's where D'Amico Ryan's to me got to also get creative. As much as Kyle Shanahan with Christian McCaffrey showed you on offense how creative he could be how creative he could be as a play caller. To me, once the Niners went up, that's where D'Amico Ryan's and his creativity defensively also gets to shine because it was like a weight someone just got lifted off of this team that had been stuck in the mud and you got team leaders like you know, George Kittle and, and Brandon Ayuk and Fred Warner calling out effort on, on both sides of the football and the coaching staff is trying to figure things out this two game sl- skid and things are getting ugly. And then you go into the Rams game, your ultimate get right game. And in that second half, everything went right, including, as you mentioned, a couple of missed opportunities by the Rams, a couple of penalties on their side and the 49ers stepped on the throat of an opponent for the first time well, I guess you could say Carolina, but the first time since the Los Angeles Rams came to Levi's. So this was a very encouraging effort for the 49ers and one that I felt was probably necessary going into the bye if you wanted to get right. Yeah, and I think the key defensively was, you know, limiting the run for the Rams. And the Rams, I mean, they showed you their cards early. They were just moving off of the run from the jump. They knew they couldn't run against this Niners team. They did a little bit better in the second half, but that was after the Niners built a lead and they weren't quite stacking the box as much. Uh, 21 rushes for the Rams in this game, 56 yards. That's a little over two and a half a pop. That is such a fantastic number for the 49ers. And I would argue the Rams run game in this game was, was more so than just their handoffs. I mean, they ran so many quick screens out to the side. Those are essentially runs. You know, they go down in the book as, you know, completions and passing yards for Stafford, but, that's essentially what the Rams are, where where they're at at this point. Cam Akers away from the team, potentially could be traded. He was potentially involved in the trade for McCaffrey. 
uh, with the Panthers, but the Panthers did not want Cam Akers. Their run game, their offensive line is a mess. I know they got a little bit healthier. Their center, Brian Allen, was back this game, uh, but their run game was terrible. The Niners did not let them get anything going on the ground, and then they could try to just limit Cooper Cup. He's going to get his, as he did in this game. He always does. I mean, 12 targets, 8 catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. But you keep him in double digits, that's a win for the 49ers. Ultimately, they did not respect the Rams' running game. Um, the, the Rams were obviously um, – they didn't respect their own running game either. They stayed away from it for the most part. But the, as a result, the Niners were then able to limit what the Rams did in the passing game. Not too many plays down the field. Their longest game was a 23-yard catch, one by Allen Robinson and one by Cooper Cup. But everything was really out in the flat, quick over the middle, and then some run and catch. The Niners' defense kept everything in front of them, and you can thank their ability to stop the run game for that. Yeah, no, they were good, and and this isn't a Rams team, again, that likes to run the football uh, majoritively. They, they like to – I think you, you kind of talked – we were talking about it on Twitter, Mark, but – you know they they use their run or their pass as their run. You know five yard quick quick outs. I mean little dump offs, screens, everything that is underneath is essentially how they like to run the football, and they they just did not do it. So, you know a couple of questions answered in this game. We'll certainly note moving forward as <laughs> it seems to be a, a different 49ers team when they don't play the Rams. But you know can Kyle Shanahan come back? Well, against Sean McVay, yes, he can. Against everyone uh, else, uh, who knows? <laughs> TBD, TBD <laughs> on that one. Will Kyle Shanahan unlock this offense with Christian, with Christian McCaffrey? Uh, against Sean McVay, the answer is yes. Yes, he can. Um, can the 49ers convert on their red zone opportunities? Uh, against Sean McVay and the Rams, yes. Yes, they can. Uh, can the 49ers figure things out in the second half, defensively and offensively? Against Sean McVay, yes. Yes, they can. Uh, so these are all things that we are going to be paying attention moving forward to. But uh, I do think it's it's just interesting how they like, they just continue to have their have their number. 